Sota, Perik Aleph, Mishnah Base 1-2, and the Mishnah continues its discussion of the pre- preliminary technicalities that lead up to the giving of to the Sota, the suspe- suspected Sota, um, the Maim Marim, these bitter waters. So here we're going to talk about the technical requirement for Kinoi, for putting her on notice by warning her in front of two witnesses. Now, um, the Mishnah, as it reads in front of us, isn't exactly explicit explaining what it essentially is coming to explain. So let me say it outside first, so that at least it's clear, and then we'll see the words inside and, and make sense of them. The basic point is that the kinui, the warning which is done in front of two witnesses, must explicitly be that the husband says to his wife, Altistri im ishploni, you may not be secluded with John. If it is, if she, for example, is told, you may not talk to John, that doesn't count as a kinui, even if he does it formally with two witnesses and so on, okay? Meaning, if he simply would say to her in front of two witnesses, you may not ever talk with John again, and then she goes and talks with John, or even if she is secluded with John afterwards, so she still isn't forbidden to him because we haven't ticked both boxes of the formal kinui with two witnesses and the formal stero with two witnesses, because kinui requires the prohibition of seclusion. He has to warn her against seclusion, not just talking, okay? So that's the basic crux of the first part of our mission here. If he did give her a formal warning with Kinui, do not seclude yourself with John, and then there's Stira, there's two witnesses who attest that she did seclude herself with John, so then she becomes forbidden to him until they clarify the matter with the magic of the waters. And um, in addition, uh, the Mishnah will say that she also can't eat Truma. Uh, let me explain this for a second first outside first. Um, a woman... Kawanam can eat truma, and the members of this, their households can eat truma as well. Um, once a woman, even if she wasn't born to a father who was a Kohen, but if she's married to a Kohen, so she's part of his household, and she can now eat uh, truma. The Gemara learns out um, from the fact that the word uh, word for tuma, defilement, appears three times in the Parsha regarding the Sota, that there are three ways in which she's, so to speak, tamea defiled, restricted. Um, one of them is she's forbidden, defiled, restricted to her husband, until they clarify the matter. The second is she's actually prohibited um, from marrying the John, the guy against whom she was warned to be with, until they clarify the matter. So, for example, if she is told by her husband, do not salute yourself with John, and then the husband dies before they can clarify the matter, she can never marry John. Okay. And the third thing is that she's forbidden from eating truma. So this is not about that it's like a suffix if she's married to him anymore or not. Nothing like that. There's a separate rule all to itself that a woman may not eat truma once she's already a suspected sota till she clarifies the matter. Period. Regardless of who her husband or or father is in terms of their Cohen status. Okay? Um, but the basic case would be that she's a, married to a Cohen. Still, she cannot eat she cannot uh, eat truma until the matter is resolved. So now, that's the gist of our Mishnah here, almost all of it. Uh, the Mishnah inside starts out by saying, Ketzad mekane la. How does he formally warn her? And unfortunately, the explicit answer to that question, which is, he says to her in front of two witnesses, Altistri im ishploni, do not exclude yourself with that man, does not appear in our Mishnah. Instead, our Mishnah says what doesn't work. It says, if he, the husband, says to her in front of two witnesses, he says to her, you may not speak ever again with John. 
vidibra imo, even if she subsequently speaks with John and there are two witnesses that affect, even if it looks very shady. But it doesn't matter. And even if, although Mish doesn't say this, even if she subsequently secludes herself with John, she has theory with two witnesses, still, adain hi muteres lebesa, she remains permitted to her husband. Interestingly here that besa means her house, literally. It's referring to the husband. Typically, bias refers to the wife, but here it means her husband. And she continues to eat truma, meaning even though she had two witnesses that she was, even if she had two witnesses that she either spoke to John or even was secluded with John after being warned not to speak with him, it doesn't matter since that doesn't constitute the legal stira, legal stira, excuse me, the legal kinui, the legal kinui, the formal requirement for for warning is do not seclude yourself, altistery, and not do not speak. Period. So now, well. We might have liked the mission now to say is, on the other hand, if he says formally, Altistri Imish Ploni, do not be secluded with that man. So then, now she's restricted from being with her husband and eating truma until the matter is resolved. Um, if they have witnesses regarding that they were ultimately secluded together. But the mission doesn't say that. Those words are sort of uh, to be understood implicitly. So if, so now I'm sort of inserting words here. If he told her, Altistri Imish Ploni, do not scoot herself with John, and then, Nichnesa Imo Levesa Seiser, then she goes into a private place with John. Private here means that no one is there but those two, not one other person. So it's like seclusion by themselves, Yichud. And then, Vishahasa Imo Kadei Tuma, they're together in that secluded situation long enough for them to have been together, literally enough time for her to become Tamea. Uh, defiled, which as the Gemara says, Bartonara says, the Ramam says, is the amount of time it takes to like roast an egg so it's sort of soft boiled and you can swallow it. How long that is, I don't know exactly. Five minutes. So um so then Asur Levesa Vasur Lechobatruma. Then she becomes forbidden to her husband and forbidden to eat truma until the matter is clarified by means of the bitter waters. Okay, so that's how the Mishnah is to understood, and that's what it says here. I'm not, there's one more sentence to go, I know. I just want to speak out again. If you read the Mishnah, like in one fell swoop, you're going to misunderstand it, okay? Because it sounds as if the warning is just about the speaking. Um, it's, it's, the Mishnah reads as if, if he told her, don't speak to John, and then they seclude together, she is restricted. But that's not what the Mishnah means. That's clear from the Gemara, Bartonor, etc. Okay, the last part of the Mishnah also says, Ve'im mace. If the husband dies prior to them clarifying the matter, so their marriage is kind of on hold because she's forbidden to him until they clarify the matter, then the din is choletes velo misyabemes. She does chalitza but not yibum. What's this talking about? If a man dies and he has no children, um, no living descendants at the time of his death, so then his wife is has a mitzvah to marry his brother. Um, if there's an or that's called yibum, and if they're not going to do yibum, like he doesn't say that brother, brother doesn't marry her. Let's say, for example, he could, instead of doing yibum, he could do chalitza, this process that goes with taking off the shoe and so on. Plan B. Okay? Now, what we're saying here is, if the man who warned his wife, and then they had, she, the wife, secluded herself, if the man then dies, prior to them resolving the matter, so then, since they were still married, there's a zika, there's an attachment that persists between her, the widow, and her brother-in-law, which restricts her from marrying anybody else till they resolve that that uh, that zika, that attachment. However, 
while there's usually a possibility of doing yibum um, in the marriage that ends that way, it's not a possibility over here. The reason for that is based on a pusik actually. Um, it's a drasha because the pusik pasuk talking about divorce that says ki ervas davar if he finds in his wife some unseemly matter and then the yatsame base of acher and after she's divorced she goes from his house and she goes to be with ish acher another man so the extra word there of ish acher another man the gemara understands makes a drasha that we're talking about in a situation in which a woman has found some unseemly matter, ervas davar. She's suspected of being uh, sota because of the kinu and stira. And then her husband dies. She cannot go um, to the yavam, but rather must be to an ish acher. Not to the, the ish acher is not to the usual first person, not to the yavam, the living surviving brother. Um, that being the case, so yibum is off the table. But since they were so married, and the zika exists, she can't just marry anybody. She has to first do chalitza before she can marry somebody else. And that then is the meaning of the of the uh, mission over here, which says Cholatus Benemis Before she can marry somebody else, she needs to Cholitza. Uh, um, right now, uh, let me just speak out here. If there were witnesses that a woman actually was Mizana, was actually adulterous, so then um, that marriage is now is now to be dissolved no matter what and um she doesn't she's patur from yibum she's no mission of yibum or of, of chalitza even if the husband dies before we can actually divorce her okay but here in our case that's not what's happening and therefore we're saying um just as he would have had to divorce her with a get um prior to going to marry somebody else if he was alive so now that he's dead the brother needs to do a chalitza with her before she can marry somebody else.